0: of the Big Apple Con. We are here live on tape at the Semanyu Mall in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, right! Hey. For our 30th uh, live show, uh, courtesy of the East Metal Public Library, I am here with our special guest co-host from Life with Genergy, Jen Elise Feldy. Hello.
1: Hello.
0: And we have our special guest who we will be talking to, with, and about, which is awesome because he's right here, is writer-artist James Avilia. Hello. Yay. How's it going everybody? So before we do that, we have to take it away with the news. It's morphin' time! The news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of the Big Apple Con, of which we are the official radio show of, celebrating over 26 years of comic book myths and pop culture stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. Their next convention is going to be on April 4th and 5th, and their headliners are none other than Jim Lee, who is like now the publisher of uh, DC Comics, mm. and the original Green Ranger, uh, Jason David Frank um, Best thing about it is that we're also going to be giving away tickets to that For one lucky person in our live studio audience yes! Woo! Woo! Later on Imagine. Later yeah. on tonight um, So let's start off with the Oh, I also have to mention the Patreons So I want to give a shout out for our Patreons Of which there are Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell Two-sentence horror, Kyle Horn, Millie Portez, Newsday Famous Resin Media Kun, And Shadow Rabbit Art um, let's see. So, we're going to start off with the sad news, as we always tend to do. Hi. Uh, Hispanic voice actor Luis Alfonso Mendoza, uh, perhaps best known as being the Spanish voice of Bugs Bunny, was killed in Mexico recently. Oh my God. According to media reports, this happened during a dispute with a tenant who was renting studio space from him. The assailant also murdered his wife, his brother in law, and the attacker then shot himself in the head in a suicide attempt. But is alive And is in Serious condition In addition In addition to being The Spanish Bugs Bunny voice Since 1997 Lewis also did Spanish dubbing For Count Duckula, Leonardo on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles As well as Daniel Russo In the Karate Kid movies Cartoon Banks On the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Joey Trobani On Friends And Sheldon In the Big Bang Theory So he was like A major voice over guy In in Latin America Uh, On top of all that Lewis and his family owned and operated ArtSpot, a training school that taught dubbing, voiceover, and radio production for the last 24 years. So that's like, he was a big voice actor guy, and he was giving back to the community, and he was killed, sadly. And he was just a young 55. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's, that's crazy. Like, yeah. he was putting all his life into his work, and then he dies. That's, that's, it, it's that's rough. That's a shame.
2: Excuse me, Mark. I have yes. a question. Um, do you think that this is how it went down? Uh, the the shooter went up to Lewis and said, uh, "Hey, little rabbit, I have a little surprise for you."
3: Oh
0: God! Oh, God. Uh, so,
2: yeah. You can all joke about my death. I, perfe- I appreciate if you there. So, <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. I
0: Move, moving on for more sad <laughs> news. <laughs> Inside the actor's studio host, James Lipton, died of bladder cancer uh, in his home recently. James, was actually, James actually was an actor and writer on The Soap Guiding Light before he began his long tenure of interviewing celebrities starting way back in 1994 with his first guest uh, actor, Paul Newman. Um, Over the years, Inside the Actors Studio earned 20 Emmy nominations during its run on Bravo and was honored with the award for Outstanding Informational Series or Special in 2013. Uh, James stepped down as the host in September 2018 and introduced a rotating panel of guest hosts, saying at the time... It is very gratifying to see the legacy of Inside the Active Studio being carried forward for a new generation to appreciate and enjoy. I'm excited to see the new hosts and engage with guests and students to continue and entertain viewers in the U.S. and around the world. Of note, over the years James made countless cameo appearances on such TV shows as The Simpsons, Family Guy, Saturday Night Live, Glee, just to name a few. And he also wrote the lyrics for a 1962 Broadway musical, Nowhere to Go But Up, and a 1967 musical, Sherry. And in 1968 he published The Exaltation of Lars, a book about nouns. And in 1981 he produced a book called Mirrors, which was a novel which later turned into a TV movie starring Tim Daly. He was a Spry 93. You guys are James Lipton fans? We have yeah. James Lipton fans yeah. in the audience? Yeah. There we, yeah, we go. There we are. I, was, I was worried for a second. And we didn't know oh, who James yeah. Lipton was. I just want to
2: know if Arizona Ice-T is going to replace Mr. Lipton.
0: <laughs> wow. You're, you're going pun heavy today. Yeah.
2: Man. Maybe I, my brain's affected by the coronavirus.
0: Maybe.
1: Oh, no. Oh, first uh-huh. symptoms right there <laughs>
0: right. Don't, don't the Even even more sad news We have a lot of sad news to come. Oh, Jeez, I picked oh. a good show to be <laughs> okay. Legendary actor Max von Seidel Also died recently As of this recording No cause of death has been announced Max has starred in such films as Here we go the Seventh Seal, Wild Strawberries, The Greatest Story Ever Told, Night Visitor, The Exorcist, Three Days of a Condo, Voyage of the Dam, Exorcist III, The Heteric, Death Watch, Flash Gordon, I loved him in Flash yeah. Gordon, yeah. Conan the Barbarian, The Fly of the Eagle, Strange Brew, Never Say Never Again, Dreamscape, Hannah and Her Sisters, Ghostbusters 2, Hercules, Where mm-hmm. Dreams May Come, Minority Report, Wow, what was that? <laughs> Rush Hour 3, Solomon Kane, Shutter Island, and Star Wars The Force Awakens, just to name a few. Whew. On the small screen, Max appeared in such shows and TVs as The Diary of Anne Frank, Sansa and Delilah, A Soldier's Tale, The Last Place on Earth, Red King, White Knight, Hiroshima Out of the Ashes, The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, mm. Hostile Waters, Dark Kingdom, Dragon Knight, The Tudors, Simpsons, because everybody's been on Simpsons, yeah. <laughs> and Game of Thrones, just to name a few. As a side note, Max was originally named Carl Aldo- Adolf, to which he changed his stage name to Max. In 2003 interview, Max had this to say about the change. Max says, After the war, I mean World War II, Adolf, Adolf, why did I say Adolf? Adolf was not a good name. And then I thought I got into theater, people had trouble remembering the combination of Carl Adolf. So I thought I had to find something that people remember that sounds more artistic. When I was in the army, we used to put on a review, and I had a number of fictitious fleas uh, called Max that would perform all kinds of tricks. This was a great success, and after that evening, the colonel, always called me Max so it's weird that he, Max von Sydow was uh, Carl Adolf I don't mm-hmm. think he would have been as famous Yeah, he was Carl the same Adolf to and it. it's right. also interesting
2: yeah. that Adolf was casted in the Diary of Anne Frank which I thought you said the Diarrhea of Anne Frank which would be very different
0: that's that's a completely different movie the Diarrhea yeah. of Anne Frank is it's different a yeah. movie. and that would that would if you hired <laughs> Carl Adolf yeah. to be in the Diary of Anne Frank that's, that's a completely different thing um, he was a spry 90 years old. And finally, the last bit of sad news: um, actor Nicholas Tucci, best known for starring in the horror film *Your Next*, has also died following a private illness recently. As of also as of this recording, no cause of death has been given. In addition to the starring role in the aforementioned film, Nick appeared in such TV shows as *Showtime's Homeland*, *Netflix Daredevil*, Quantico, and *Posse Pose Pose*. Just to name a few. His father released a statement. It reads, Nick chose to keep his illness private so that he can continue to pursue his professional and artistic dreams for as long as possible. In the last year, he was able to audition, go on location, and continue work that he loves so much. Uh, To those of you in film, television, and theater communities, thank you for guiding, encouraging, and supporting Nick. To those of you who enjoy Nick's work on the screen and stage, thank you for recognizing his talent and appreciating his effort. To all, thank you for the gift and friendship to my son. He was only 38. Oh. So, uh, did anybody watch um, your next? Your next audience? No? Nobody yeah. watched your next. Yeah. It was, it was I a, do a like you, Yeah. I do like
1: horror movies a lot. Though. It was but, an alright horror movie. Was it? Okay. Yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I definitely yeah. have to check that out and then, he especially. Was a he was the yeah. lead, so now. Yeah. Okay. And, and as an actor, like to Jennifer, because you are an actress, um, to keep the illness to yourself and to continue your working until you sure. do, can know continue working until you can no longer do so yeah. is that a uh, true passion of the of the craft right
2: i would say so i mean i'm pretty forthcoming and i'm pretty truthful however if it wasn't contagious and you don't think people are going to hire you and you're not mm-hmm. going to screw up the production by dying maybe i would keep it to myself yeah. like he did because so people won't work with someone who's sick
1: yeah it's also like tough even like nowadays i feel like now especially for like actors it's so hard to keep something to yourself with like all people who like you know overhear something and want to get like a headline or something like that so like yeah yeah, exactly like it could be like the pharmacist that's like you know tweeting something and then like before you know it it, it's out there so yeah that's even like even trickier to keep something like that
2: what was his personal they didn't say
1: it's it's not they say it was a
0: private illness that's all they they're Mm -hmm. saying they're not going to release it but yeah yeah yeah. Um, so moving on to more happier news. Yay! From the "I will sue you" department. Okay. That's oh. a terrible impersonation. <laughs> Arnold, Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh. Arnold <laughs> Schwarzenegger has launched a ten million dollars lawsuit against Promobot, a service robot company which allows customers oh, to add yeah, a lifelike skin oh, wow. to the face of a bot, making it look like any human on Earth regardless of gender, age, or nationality. Um, Arnold alleges that he has become the unwilling face of the robot C model, of the robo C model, due to the fact that it has appeared at numerous technology events and toy fairs. In uh, the aforementioned uh, payout, beyond that, before the, in addition to the $10 million he's looking for, Arnold is seeking punitive damages and any profits made from the robot featuring his image and attorney fees, as well as the company to cease and desist making his likeness. For those of you interested, the seat costs between $20,000 and $50,000, depending on the customer's preferences, and can display more than six. 100 different facial expressions. Oh, okay, so I'll just oh. take two then.
3: Bye. Wow, that's
0: an yeah.
2: expensive sex toy.
0: <laughs> well, you mentioned wow. sex toy. There was We talked about this on the show a couple of years ago. There was this guy, it's on YouTube, that he made a hot Scarlett Johansson female robot yeah, with I her likeness. I, 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 geez. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. So for for, for $50,000, you can have your very own hot Scarlett Johansson oh, robot oh, or... Yes, robot yes. or. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know how, how much do you think your uh, your robot would cost? I don't know. And it can be any likeness. So if so I went there, fifty thousand yeah. dollars. I have a picture of you. Yes. All of a sudden, you are the robot person. Oh my!
2: God. I would say it would malfunction because I have bad luck with technology. So I would say don't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah, and
1: I've seen. I remember seeing the headline of that too. Like Isn't seeing I? the photo <laughs> of like the Arnold thing, and it's so It cool. looks, yeah. too. It looks
0: like him. Yeah, no, but sort it's, of.
1: It's like that, like weird like uncanny valley thing where it's like it looks just enough like him but also like not human enough that you're just completely freaked out by the thing it's yeah
0: it looks like a movie prop yeah that's that would be the best explanation
1: it looks like a movie prop i wonder for the arnold one if they have like a terminator skeleton underneath like the silicone (laughs) skin so you could like (laughs) battle damage it too or something
2: (laughs) why is he upset i see i would be flattered
1: well,
0: because he's not making money off of his
2: likeness.
1: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he wants yeah. to license Yeah, he wants to license his likeness out and get like a little like percentage or Arnold's. something.
0: Well yeah. if 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 you became an Oscar winning actress and then somebody went and yeah. made a mass production of Gen Bots,
2: I would think it's funny, but I wouldn't. you would be Especially like, like I want some like of that. So, you but know, like depends, you wouldn't it want a of so money he lost on canceling the Arnold this year. So maybe he's trying to you know, get <laughs>
0: money back. It's possible. Yeah, maybe. it's possible. So does anybody in the live studio audience want to buy a Robo C of Terminator? <laughs>
3: maybe. Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Right. Maybe.
0: All right. Um.
1: They're gonna be knocking down the doors on Best Buy when that thing's released. <laughs> you know, I, can only, I
0: can only see maybe people might buy invest in something like that. Like say they lost a loved one and they want a replica of that person. Okay. Yeah. I At all. Oh. Wait, is that is yeah. that more or less creepy than getting a Hot Scholar Johansson robot? Well, uh, it's if you it, got a robot of your of your dead life It's a film
1: His <laughs> mind's just there from all that sad news oh. from before. We want
0: no cucumber, no controversy it's, with the robots. It's yeah. It's it's. It's crazy Moving on Speaking of lawsuits From the A horse of a different color department The Netflix film Horse Girl Which According to co-writer And star Alison Brie Is based on Her family's Mental health history Has come under fire As a similar film's director Claims that his movie Was ripped off Joe Badon Director of God Inside My Ear which came out in 2017, Horse Girl just got released a couple months ago, maybe a month ago. Um, it's described as after experiencing a peculiar and sudden breakup with her boyfriend, didn't turn into a robot, uh, mm-hmm. a woman discovers a world of conspiracies, strange voices, and horrifying vision. Horse Girl, which is described as a socially awkward craft store employee whose mental health is rapidly deteriorating, the history of mental illness within her family, particularly that of her grandmother, is on the forefront of her mind as images from her dream start to blend into reality. Um, At first glance, because I saw a horse girl but I haven't seen the other movie, um, there may have been some similarities, but the director went one step further by posting a side-by-side comparison video of multiple scenes of both films, not just one, multiple scenes, (laughs) as well as a laundry long list of similar plot points with a post that says the horse girl is basically a bigger budget of his film. So it was point by point of things happening in the movie, and then scene for scene, shot for shot, comparison. So, no word from Allison or Netflix, which is the film's producer and distributor. But it can go either way, because there has been times where two studios make the same movie. Um, most most uh, memorable would be Dark Impact and uh, Armageddon. Mm-hmm. They were both meteor movies, and they went up to blow up the meteor. Yeah. Or uh, Dante's Peak and Volcano, which yeah. are both mm-hmm. volcano movies. Or, of course... Um, Olympus Has Fallen and White House Down, which was the president was being kidnapped. So it is possible, but the fact that this movie came out years ago, three years ago, in fact, and then this one just came out and she is saying it's based on her life, but it's so similar, that's where it gets kind of weird. Yeah. Like, you can have a similar idea, but the fact that the shots were the same. Yeah, and yeah the, the shots point, is, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, like, it would also, like, I guess, like, I would also be interested to see, because even, like, the... Uh, the Netflix one came out more recently, Yeah, right? it came
0: out last yeah. month, so, so that would be uh, I mean, like, February.
1: I would even be interested to know, like, the production schedule of like that. How, like, how it Because, like, out. I know sometimes, like, you hear with movies, like... They were made yeah, like years if, or ago, not, yeah. Yeah, if it was made, but, like, they've so. shop, been shopping the script around for, like, the last five years, right. and finally got made. So, like, yeah. I guess, like, that, too, you'd have to That's look yeah. into as to, like, did one just, like, get produced quicker, or was it, like this movie came out, then, like, this guy is like, I got it, let's write this script down, you know? So, like, just to, like, see, like, all those kind of, like,
0: That's true, because, you know, how many times, as an actress, you actually know how projects take longer than people would think to be produced. Yeah. So it is, do you think it's more likely or not as likely that it was just two ideas that came at the same time and then it just got released in this way?
2: It's so hard, because I actually have... I don't know, I'm trying to do something similar, the Friends cartoon that has very close similarities to another famous cartoon, wow. we can't figure it out. It's just its so hard to see, because a lot of people can come up with similar ideas, and there's mm-hmm. thoughts that, you know, the collective consciousness, once you say an idea out loud, then someone's going to steal it from you. I think that was Prince that would say, don't say your ideas out loud, because they get stolen. Well, he
1: was also, like, super, like, secretive with all his stuff. Like, you hear, like, the Prince right. vault, and, like, no one's allowed to, like, film in, or was allowed to film yeah. in his house and stuff like that. Yeah.
2: So, So maybe it's possible that ideas can float around in some other realms or... I, I just don't know. I never assume, So I have, I have about ten hypotheses in my head right now, and I just don't know.
0: Well, James, you're a writer. Hasn't there been times when you're writing something in your comic, and all of a sudden you see it, and they're like, ah, oh, that was my idea. Like, you didn't tell anybody, but it's just like somebody else gave Yeah, it, like, I mean, no like no that, that
1: that's the type of stuff definitely, like, happens. Or, like, I know even, like, when I'm yeah, if I'm thinking about, like, a new issue of something, and I'm just kind of trying to think about things. And then, like, yeah, you have to take a step back sometimes and be like, Oh yeah, well this is just kind of like Playing out like this one Or like if you're designing a character You don't want it to be too close to Something that is already out So like, yeah, like there are definitely times That it happens Like, you know, you get an idea And like, yeah, you might not know where it comes from at first But then like, yeah You realize like, you know You kind of like, dawn on it But, you know, sometimes also It's the type of thing too With like, if there's if you're doing an idea about something, there, like say, like it's a movie about like a volcano right. that's happening. You know, it's like some, there's only so many ways to tell a mm-hmm. volcano movie. You know, right? You have and to hit at,
0: a certain point. Yeah,
1: and at that point, like, you know, is it? copying just because you both told a volcano movie, like, yeah. how different could you possibly have done that, you know,
0: so... Right. So, like, a romantic comedy, you have to hit the certain beats, you know, they, they, they meet up, and then there's a mm-hmm. misunderstanding, and then they get together, like, those yeah, things just, yeah. You just have to, or else it's not right. a romantic comedy.
1: Yeah. So. The one thing that is interesting, though, with that is, especially, like, the shot-for-shot thing. Yeah, that... Is like, a lot. that makes it, like, a little bit more fishy, <laughs> mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. because, like... Yeah, like, there could be similar ideas, like, but it's completely, like, different things. Like, right. even, like, talking about, like, my book. Like, I'm sure that, like, you know, people have ideas, like, a book about, like, my book's about dreams and stuff like that. Okay. Similar to that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, I'm sure there's, and I even know I'm inspired by, like, other comics that have to deal with dreams. Right. But... if I were to pick up a book and I see like the exact like layout of my book and like you know it's like they start off with like a sideways you know and like you see exact like layout things then I'd be like all right, who got a hold of this? I and think it's very
2: bold to copy check. a
1: shot list and
2: copy someone's story. Board. Yeah, like so I have to see this. Yeah, so like ones that's that's, one's that's one's what's an definitely independent like film. It was
3: a
0: major
2: yeah, thing, so they're like, oh, no, friends, one's, yeah. no one's no yeah. one's gonna
0: know this. They're just gonna,
2: yeah, yeah, cartoon,
0: yeah, yeah. So just mm-hmm. so it is on Facebook. If you go on there, you go <coughs> check out. Um, it was Joe Barden. Joe Badon, B A D O N. You can actually go and look up on Facebook, and you can actually see the, the shot list. Or if you go on a uh, if you just type in "horse girl plagiarism," right. it pops up real quick. Yeah. Was well, actually a side note. Um, they had a um, a Reddit AMA oh. with the with Allison Brie and the director. And a lot of people are like, oh, so what do you think about stealing somebody's, you know, it no. r- was on the Reddit
2: list? And they never responded. They never
0: responded to it because I don't think you should. If someone's accusing you of plagiarism,
1: yeah, yeah. off
0: the bat you're like, let me let me, <laughs> let me, me talk to other people Boyers. first. Yeah. 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 So I thought that was yeah. kind of funny, but yeah. not funny at the same yeah. time that there was a list. Like yeah. I said, it's
2: just do yeah. horse girl plagiarism. People can ask questions freely and <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we have journalists, like you guys are journalists in the, in the audience right now. Yeah. We all, we're all yeah. journalists now.
1: I mean, like, you hear stuff like that happening with music all the time, too. Like, how many times are, like, songs, you know, you hear, like, after a song becomes a big hit, countless people are (laughs) suing that artist because they're like, oh, I wrote that. that Like, when they said this, like, I said that. Like a long time ago, you or know. So
2: sample
0: music, like so, like certain beats they'll loop or like yeah, yeah, yeah. And even though with YouTube right now, it's like they falsely copyright the music. They mm-hmm. own yeah, long fair It, it right is now. a crazy yeah, because I know that they have the the copyright claims mm-hmm. on YouTube videos. It's it's very crazy right now. Yeah. Um. So let's see. So we're gonna have the last bit of news. Um. So as as we all know, there is a coronavirus that's going on right now at this very moment. What? As a, as a pandemic happening right now. Well, yeah, today um, it's official right, pandemic. Right. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. So, from the... Oh, crap. Does that work? Wait, wait. There it is. So, from the... That's a lot of nuts! ...department. <laughs> <laughs> in France, 3,549 <laughs> fans showed up to break the world record of the largest gathering of people dressed up like... Smurfs. Yeah. For those of you who do not know, the Smurfs was first created by Peyo, a Belgian cartoonist in 1958 who introduced the small blue creatures, three apples in height, uh, who live in mushroom shaped houses who live in the forest. Uh, the Smurfs hit the United States in 1981 on an animated series that lasted eight seasons on NBC. Mm-hmm. This series spawned a few live action films, Smurfs, Smurfs 2, and Smurfs Lost Village. Um currently there are over a 100 Smurf characters with all the names based on adjectives that make up the characters. So Hefty is the strong one, yeah. uh, Handy is the one I that know. builds tools and, and and so on. Uh was it uh, Greedy is the one who with the little chef hat? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um so they all came together despite the fact there's a pandemic going on. Yeah, it's weird. A group of people to be dressed yeah. up as Smurfs to break the so, world record. The Smurfs. That's so fan <laughs> says We figured we wouldn't worry, and that the French people wouldn't give up on our attempt to break the record. Now we're champions of the world. There's no risk. We're Smurfs. We're going to Smurferize the coronavirus. (laughs) If you're wondering, the previous record was set last year in February with slightly over 3,000 Smurfs, which broke the record from Germany, which had 250. Two thousand five hundred and ten Smurfs showing up in two thousand and nine. Wow! So oh. we have any Smurf fans in the audience? Yeah. yeah. Wow.
1: I used to watch the Smurfs. I yeah. Oh, yeah. I, well, remember, I, remember I, remember Smurfs. I remember. it was the Smurfs and Scooby Doo was on right after. Yeah. Like, I, back in like the nineties when I was a kid. Yeah. They have covered
0: their
3: hands. Have covered there. Yeah. Well, oh. yeah.
0: That's, so, but still, it's like, the so, so. Same thing as really? the mask, You know, they don't. They don't. They
3: have,
0: they mask on, they don't mask. don't have Smurf masks on. <laughs> they are probably just peanut blue. Well,
3: sometimes <laughs> they have the masks. That's that's true. That is that is.
0: Very true. It's it's uh, it's weird. Um, I I was a huge huge Smurf fan back in the day, and it always bothered me that they always said that there were no female Smurfs. Well, no, there was Smurfette. But he but she was created by Gargamel, and she was an evil Tentress woman until they turned her good. God, oh, I didn't know. I told you, I'm Smurf fan. And then as the years went on, they made kid Smurfs, and they made a female kid Smurf who was a clone. Of Smurfette. Uh-huh. So they made a second Smurfette. But then at the very last season, they came up with the nanny Smurf, who was supposedly the caretaker. And I was like, wait on that head! Where did that lady come from? And that's why I stopped watching it because I was like, that's that's some crap. Man, I, didn't know, like,
1: yeah. <laughs> I didn't know the I didn't you know the ran this. Yeah.
0: and everything. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Like, <laughs> I, like I said, I was a big fan. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't
2: that's what got you to stop watching. Well, because <laughs> yeah, right? It's the rules. You line.
0: Establish the rules of a, of a of a franchise, and then you go change the rules. Okay. I, I, okay. I tap out and I'm like, well, that's not cool. That's yeah. not how it should be. That's why I'm not a fan of the new Star Wars films. Because they just went, woo over fine. there. That's yeah. I mean, why it's going falling fall apart because of, you know, how corporations want to try to get this certain audience that are around because the only thing, they don't buy this stuff and they don't do anything about it. That is very true. Yeah. So that's it for the news. So we're going to take our break, and we'll be right back with came from in front of the live studio audience. Yeah. yeah. Woo. Thank you. <laughs>
3: Hi, guys. This is Xenia Seberg, who played
2: Zev on the show Lex, and you're listening to It Came From the Radio. Hi. You've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60-second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. Hey guys, I'm Christy, and I'm here to make the coolest custom cake for your next event. I also do cake pops, cupcakes, cookies, you name it. So if you're searching for the perfect birthday gift, preparing for your big day, or maybe there's nothing coming up, but your sweet tooth may have just given your brain a swift kick because of me, give me a call at 631-606-8166 or follow me at customcakesbychristy.com i n c that's k-r-i-s-t-y thank you this is brian downey stanley
0: tweedle from the tv series lex and you're listening to it came from radio now back to our show
3: this is bookworm batson on it came from the radio today's book is treasures of the deep slumber by samuel rivera and jerry willoughby by stormwave entertainment The story begins with Brandon, who wakes up in his car in a strange world and no idea how he got there. He meets Odie, who is a royal hunter of Mahana, which is a kingdom of Tarsus. So he quickly realizes he's not in Kansas anymore. Odie takes him home with a mini-adventure along the way. And after introducing him to his father, his father decides to confer with council. They believe that Brandon is the prophesized one. And the prophesized one is called a Traveler. Their prophecy is that this Traveler will be the savior of Tarsus. He introduces him to Admiral Artemis Sparks, who's going to be his companion in a series of trials, which will confirm if he's the Traveler or not. Before they can go on this adventure, there's a group of counselors who did not believe that Brandon is the rightful or true Traveler. So what they try to do is they try to kidnap him and bring him to who they think is a Traveler, a guy by the name of DeVille. They believe that DeVille is the rightful Traveler. Of course, um, he escapes. Mahana is bombed, you know, they get away, and the adventure begins for them to do these trials. This was a good throwback comic. I liked it. I mean, it was a great setup. We have a lot of genres in here as well. I mean, we have, we have Brandon, who's, you know, a traveler to a new world. We have DeVille, who kind of reminds me of a pirate, you know. We have, um, the aliens of this world, the terrestrians. We have, we have, you know, aliens meets Indiana Jones meets Pirates of the Caribbean. It's a nice stew. Something that everyone can get a little bit out of. This leaves you with questions that you want answered. And I'm sure they're going to be in the following issues. Things like, where did Brandon come from? How did he get here? Things like, you know, what are the quests? Are they going to accomplish it? You know, where are they going? What are they going to do? So this this I'm going to give four treasure chests. So, ding! the sound of me opening a treasure chest it's four it's a good read it's a great setup enjoy if you want your book to be reviewed send it to bookworm batson care of it came from the radio post office box 134 rosedale new york 11422
0: now back to our show
3: and we're back to <coughs> the came from the radio. Welcome to our
0: 30th live show in front of the live studio audience. Yeah! At the Simania Mall, courtesy of the East Metal Public Library. I'm here for our special guest co host, Life with Jenner G's, um, yeah. Jen Elise Felby. Yes. That's right. yeah. That's right. And as I mentioned at the top of our show, we have our guest here, James Avila, writer artist, who's going to be talking about his writing, his artwork, and his comics, of which is a six issue series, right?
1: Yes, it's going to be a six issue series. Yeah. So you
0: have how many are actually printed?
1: Uh, so I have uh, four printed. The fifth one is at the printers right now. So, so by the time it, this airs, yeah, by the time this five. airs, there will be five issues. And All the right. sixth one is coming soon.
0: So let's let's get to the to the nitty gritty. What's the book
1: about? Okay, so um, my book is called All I Have to Do is Dream. It's a modern fantasy story about a girl who gets cursed to physically enter the world of our dreams, only she can't control when the jump happens or what type of dream she's thrown into. And it's all about kind of her figuring out what's happening, why this is happening to her, and then when she's in the dream world, kind of trying to navigate those and make it out in one piece.
0: So does she have narcolepsy?
1: Uh, no, she doesn't. Actually, it's a, a complete like waking experience. So oh, wow. yeah, this is all about the when we dream. It's a physical place that we kind of project to, and she happens to have to get like tapped into this place from time to time. When she's not even dreaming or not even sleeping or anything like that, so it's hmm.
0: more like uh actual
1: projection. projection. yeah, kind of. I'm kind like, of. you're the
2: hypnotist, you talk, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know a few things, but. yeah.
1: But usually, also, uh, for the most part, and uh, not to spoil anything in the stories, but usually the jump in the real world happens instantaneous, okay. so there will be no time that passes, but all of a sudden she'll be like jump back and like all the stuff happened, but everyone around her. Is like, what are you talking about? You, you've been sitting here the whole time. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so it's so kind of like a she doesn't thing.
0: physically leave, but she does astral projection, and then she'll go back into her body, and then the world will be back normal in her perspective. Yeah, something like wow. that. Okay, uh, got it, got yeah. it. Yeah. Now, okay. the dream world, mm-hmm. is that where everybody dreams? Yes. Or is that like, so can't um, she find specific people to look for? Like, what's the purpose
1: of her being in the dream? So... That why? does get explained a little bit in the story. So, okay. again, I, I, I don't... Read the book. I know. I don't answer. want to give that away, but, way, but there is a reason that um, is why she is uh, given this kind of curse or ability. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so she does have a point of this, and she can go there and try to figure things out. Everybody else goes to this world and she can see other people's dreams, but it is kind of very separated. So it's not like she'll run into somebody in particular in the dream world, but uh, these are all kind of like places that people might end up going to here and there.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So we were actually talking during a news segment about getting ideas from other places. Yeah. Where did you get the idea from the dream world? Like, what is your vision of the dream world? So... One of the
1: biggest influences I had when doing this was uh, one of, like a very old comic strip from the early 1900s, uh, which you might know because there was also a cartoon in the 90s and 80s. Was but, it uh, the Smurfs? No, no, it was not, it was not the Smurfs. I don't want to get on your bad side with that. <laughs> But uh, it was a <laughs> Little Nemo
0: in Slumberland oh, yeah. from
1: uh, Winsor McCay. i did that. that.
0: They made a cartoon and they made a movie and they made like a Japanese thing. Yeah, yeah uh,
1: also a video game for the original Nintendo that really? I had. Yeah, really? I played that a lot as a kid too. Alright, Yeah, well, all right. Little Nemo Dream Master for the NES. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I really loved the way that Winsor McCay drew these worlds. It was uh, originally printed in the uh, newspaper, It was like a Sunday comic. And it was just super detailed. The worlds he created were so, like, just I, charming. And you wanted to be there. I just, I loved his aesthetic of things. And I also loved, like, that dream aspect of how it's kind of free to be able to do a lot of different things. So, like, you could have a... Fantasy type of setting, you could have a sci fi type of setting, you could have a horror setting, you could have this or that. It's like very freeing. So I thought like something like that could be fun to play around with too, to be able to just. And as an artist, I liked drawing a lot of different things. So doing that too, it kind of gave me the ability to stretch out and do different things drawing wise in the book as well.
2: Wow. Huh. You did all this drawing?
1: Yeah, yeah. This is all. This is really? Wow. Yeah, this is all me. Uh, I write. Draw, letter, thank you so much, yeah.
2: Is it a coloring book? Could it it be a coloring book? I mean, it it
1: could be. Uh, Right now, the only issue that's colored is the first issue. I do plan on getting it all colored um, eventually once uh, the series is complete. Like I said before, it's going to be a six-issue series, so once that's collected as a trade, that's when I plan on getting it colored, either hiring somebody out or else uh, doing it myself, depending on what...
2: Or maybe schedule wise
1: is. Yeah. Like, a lot
2: of people like to color.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like I know a couple years back too. like some of my stuff was on a, uh, one of those like adult coloring book websites. Right, exactly. I remember they like contacted me and they were like, Oh, do you mind if we put up any of your, uh, artwork to mm-hmm. as like a download for the, uh, color adult coloring book site? Cause at that point, uh, that was back like before I had this book and I was just kind of doing a lot of like Fan art type Mm -hmm. things that I would post up. So, so yeah, they had that, but that could be like something kind of fun too. Yeah, these
2: adults are joining the mandalas. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah,
1: the the interactive (laughs) comic
0: book. Exactly. (laughs) Why not make an interview? I know, right?
1: That's, like, that's the that's a good, an idea
0: right there. Yeah, good point right if
1: there. If they
2: have enough imagination or enough drugs, they can. it'll talk back to them. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be really interactive.
1: Yeah, right? <laughs> now,
0: you've, you've, uh, you've mentioned off-air the off air that you're a teacher. Yes, I am also a teacher. Do you think about making your students color it in for you? <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
1: Free labor. Yeah, right? I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I haven't, yeah. I mean, like, I do bring in some of my books sometimes um, because some of the classes that I do teach, um, I do teach some things that have to do with, like, comic books and uh, graphic novels, um, manga, too, and anime. So a lot of times it kind of, like, comes up or when I'm teaching something, I'll relate it to things that I've done professionally with comic books. I'll bring in my books. I'll bring in, like, some of my original artwork pages to show the kids just so they can see things offhand and kind of like get inspired for their projects, hopefully as well.
2: What kind of a teacher are you?
1: I'm an art teacher. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I work at um, a what school. Yeah. Good. It's a school called one river art school and, uh, the website. what's that? What's the website? Yeah. It's a one river I believe. And I uh, hope. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, they're also on Facebook too. They, um, they have a lot of locations in Jersey and, they have one location on Long Island where I work right now, which is in Westbury. I believe they're also opening somewhere in Port Jeff and Manhasset soon. Mm-hmm. So uh, those are coming out on Long Island too. But um, but yeah, so that's what I do uh, usually, like uh, afternoons and some uh, some days, things like that. That's where I uh, I teach uh, when I'm not drawing comics. Very
3: nice.
0: So Jennifer actually mentioned. Um, about the color and black and white. Yeah, yeah. When you originally came up with the idea, mm-hmm. in your mind, do you find that it's more difficult to have the dream world in color because mm. you see it one way in your mind, and then when it actually comes out on paper, is that an interesting transition? Like, you know, it's better in black and white because then let the audience color it in themselves. What mm-hmm. right. are Yeah, you know? no, that's definitely
1: a good point. And I know uh, sometimes when I, because I color the covers. And everything, and I like I said, I do have the first issue colored. When I started to think about coloring the other issues, it definitely was tricky when you're drawing this all, and then you have to think, like, oh yeah, what do I want to like, how are these things going to be colored? How are they going to look? Especially in some of the later issues, uh, new characters that I introduced and stuff like that, ones that I didn't design them colored. And then, like, later on, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, Hmm. how does this work, you know? And does it translate the same way if I'm going to color it Mm -hmm. as to, like, when you're looking at it black and white? It's kind of like, like, yeah, even I feel like with, like, black and white movies, a lot of times they say, like, because your imagination uh, creates this whole world that, like, when... Where, like, get, you know, really, like, version. colorized. Yeah, like, it's like some of those, like, head scratching moments that you're like, wait, what? But, yeah, so it's definitely, definitely tricky. And I know, like, I've even had uh, people that I've showed it to um, in, like, both camps, kind of. So, like, some of them, like, say, like, oh, I love black and white comics, like, it looks cool. Others, I hear that they're like, oh, like, I just wish I could see, like, the color. Like, I know it would look, like, great if it was all colored in. So, it's a tough thing. I mean, like, I definitely do envision it being colored eventually and having it, like, a fully colored series. But, like you are saying, I do really like the idea of, like, having... Yeah, like, two versions of yeah. it. And especially, like, with, like, these, like, kind of, like, uh, issues, like, the individual ones that are black and white, like, you know, I... I do want to keep these as black and white. It would be like the color would be like a second mm-hmm. printing mm-hmm. later on when it's all collected and everything like that. Just to like have that yeah, variety over fun. there. Yeah. Like you have color. a question, that? Uh?
2: Yeah, I always like to know the artist's process. Like, I have a process before... Yeah, Coming yeah. here, I really didn't have much of a process today, so today I'm not <laughs> in my normal self. But I always have, you know, certain drinks or certain things I eat, or maybe I walk around or do certain moves, or maybe I need more sleep or less sleep. Is there something that you do before a big drawing day, a big creating day, or you just it doesn't matter, just you just do it any way, willy nilly?
1: I mean, like it does like change up a little bit. I do try to keep um, a schedule going with it. Mm-hmm. I find that that keeps me on track production wise okay. with it. So like, I mean, usually my day. Um when I get up, uh kind of get ready, like my girlfriend goes to work and everything, and then I finish up my coffee, maybe have a little something to eat, and by like nine o'clock, nine thirty, I'll start drawing, and then I'll draw until usually I have to teach a class like later on in the afternoon or something like that. Um It does change from time to time depending on like what I'm working on. Mm-hmm. So like I, it definitely is free form. Like there's not like a strict, like, you know, from nine to 10, I'm doing a layout from 10 to 11. I'm doing this or that. It's, I try to just do it as what I need to get done for about a week and then I'll go from there. So like if, for example, like during the week I have, I want to get done like four pages or so, Mm. or then I'll try to just like plan it out and, break it up day to day so that I get done with those amount of pages for that week. Or if I have, um, if I'm not working on something of my own, like maybe I'm doing like one, like a freelance gig. Like I just finished up a cover for this one uh, indie company called uh, Horizon Line Comics. And from them, like, because it was uh, something that someone hired me to do, I tried to take have that take priority so that like my weekly schedule got changed a little bit with stuff like that too it like alters sometimes because there's a little bit more correspondence happening so like I might have to like fill in the time and like adapt right. to the day to day like maybe I sent out a layout to somebody and <clears throat> they got back to me that they want some changes or I'm waiting to have them get back to me like I might alter my day. In that sense but yeah usually I try to keep like every day wake up and do something towards either my book or finish up stuff that I've been hired to do
0: so uh, yeah actually Jennifer has an interesting point about the process and you were saying about how when you're doing work for somebody else you get the feedback yeah, yeah. you are doing everything yourself yes. writing Cancelling, <clears throat> inking, mm-hmm. you're doing the lettering, right? Yep, yep. So you're doing everything. How do you interact with yourself to get yourself to do and get your feedback, or is it a uh, mm-hmm. your girlfriend is is your is your editor? Uh, yeah, secret editor. No, right. I mean like it's
1: it's it definitely is tricky and like you like I know with myself like I get stuck in my head a lot of times too. Like um, especially with I find this with the writing process a lot um, with this book because like I'll have The whole series kind of like outlined. Like that's what um, I did. Like starting off, like the the first issue, I had the idea and I basically had it broken down as to what I was going to do. But I like I fleshed out the story a lot more as I went on. Like it kind of like it evolved as I went. And by the time I was up to like the third issue, I had a pretty good idea as to like what the whole series was going to be. But as I'm doing it, because it takes time to draw it and, like, get everything out. So, like, from the time that I had that first outline, I definitely, like, go back and I'm like, oh, but I don't like that anymore. Let me, like, redo this. And, like, let me try this again. Let me redo this. So, like, there is a lot of back and forth with myself and, like, a little more second guessing, I guess you can say. Because, yeah, you don't have that immediate somebody there saying like, oh, it's, it, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. This looks good. Or uh, yeah, that's a good beat for it. I do try to take things to uh, conventions a lot. So um, I do table at conventions. So like, I will uh, you know, set my stuff up, sell my books, sell prints and stuff like that. But I do regularly like attend conventions as well, as well where I bring the books to people to try and uh, show them then they'll give me feedback sometimes, even if it's just my portfolio with my artwork in it, and I have like samples of pages from the books you know they'll give me feedback on the like artwork side of it as well, with just like the pacing of how I'm telling a story and this or that so like I do try to get little feedbacks here and there um i've also worked with some uh guys that. Uh, at this point, like, I've gotten to know, like, this was, uh, like, other writers and stuff like that, so, uh, I've talked to them about my books, and, like, they've given me feedback, um, like, uh, this one, uh, writer who also has, like, a, you know, kind of, like, umbrella of stories, I did a couple issues for him, it was called the Reality Comics, that was kind of, like, the, uh, company name that he came up with, and, uh, even after I did the books that he wrote, he was a writer, so he wrote the books. I just illustrated them. Uh, even after that, like I've um, given it to him, he's given me some feedback here and there. So sometimes, like uh, you know, other writers and artists will give me feedback here and there, and I'll definitely show them to try to get as much as you can. But it definitely is tough sometimes to like not second guess.
0: Alright, so it's social media time. So, where can people find your stuff, buy the book, yeah. contact you, hire you, all that stuff? Alright, so uh, I am on all social media
1: um, Instagram and Twitter. It's uh, JV Avila Art, and that is J V as in Vincent, A V I L A, Art. And. For my website is just javilaart.com. There's no V in the website, and you can uh, buy my books on my website. There's a shop section which has links to Comixology, where you can buy them uh, digitally, as well as a, my Etsy shop, where you can buy a physical copy that I'll uh, ship to you. Oh, cool!
0: Yeah, um, you were nice enough to uh, give away. Horror issues. Yes, I have a series of four. So you mentioned min- uh, yeah. that this one is the uh, first issue is different, slightly different. Yeah.
1: So um, normally I have like just the regular issues for uh, tonight's event. I thought it'd be nice. I did a little sketch remark of the lead character of the book on issue one over here. So uh, whoever wins issue one also gets a little bonus uh, original artwork.
3: Wow, on that's the, wow, on really cool. Nice. Oh yeah.
0: So does everybody have a ticket? Yeah. All right, so you're going to get... So we actually have a whole bunch of prizes. So we have four issues that uh, James is going to give away. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff next to me. two passes (laughs) to the Big Apple Con, two Sunday passes to the Big Apple Con, which I mentioned is on April 4th and 5th. And we're also going to give away two passes to the Long Island Comic Expo, which is on April 26th. And because I was in Chicago at C2E2, I picked up a C2E2 swag bag. Jennifer! Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell us what's in front of you, the swag bag? What was? What did I get?
2: Um, tattoos that you can put on your face and be like Mike Tyson or Gucci. <laughs>
0: <A&e>. <laughs>
1: tattoos?
2: Um, something pink for the. Explain that. Explain that. Oh, it. yeah,
1: I, I knew. It, that's one of those things you put on the back of your phone and you can like keep your cards and stuff oh, in it so you don't need a wallet. So then
2: when you lose your phone, you also lose your cards. Exactly. Sunglasses. <clears throat> <laughs> we got sunglasses from the everything. CW. Mango sampler.
0: Mango sampler. That was from Viz Media, courtesy of the East Mental Public Library.
2: An empty cup. We have an empty CW,
0: <laughs> a special CW 26 oh, cup from Chicago. Posters. We got some posters. What are posters of? Posters. Nancy Drew. Nancy Nancy Drew. Drew. Yeah. What else is there? We got a <laughs> a second Nancy Morning, Drew. Oh, Nancy
3: Drew. Oh my God. <laughs> no, no,
0: what else hearing. is there? Ah. And more we got no, that a Batwoman poster to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> we have, what is that one?
2: Katie
0: Keene. Katie, Keen. Katie Keen poster. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. And you also have the C2E2 uh, Expo Guide and the bag, which is a AEW uh, knapsack bag that comes along with it. Oh so God. that's one whole prize yeah. for all you guys. It's that's like that's... a nice pile of swag. Yeah, pile <laughs> of swag. <laughs> swag. Yeah. So, so, for the comics. we get that comic. Winner is... Uh, Okay, yeah, get it, get it. Winner is. Oh, he, you started. got it. Okay.
1: Winner is. Um, five four four six seven five. Five four oh, four here. six seven five. All right. Five. There you go, my Yay. man. My. Congratulations. Damn. Yeah, enjoy.
0: All yeah. right. So now, uh, next prize. Let's see. Since you're our guest, what do you want to give? Big Apple Con, Long Island Con, or the swag bag? Which What's your uh, choice? Should um, we give away next? Why don't we? get the swag bag? Yeah, swag bag. All right. Yeah. The swag package. Winner is. Okay.
1: Ah. I know. I know. Okay. Um,
0: five four four six seven two. Five four four six seven two. All eight, right. Swag back. Get that. Swag. Get that all in there. Sunglasses and everything. Thank you very much. Thank you. We'll take a picture of you in the side bag after the after the show. Yeah, the Tattoos, everything, yeah, and the cup, okay. and the and the the T2E2. Man, there's a lot of stuff. Nice. Oh, so. and the Wonder Woman bracelets. There's yeah, yeah, Wonder Woman bracelets in there also. Oh, uh, <laughs> the swag I bag double, ring, and the speaker yeah. and the program. And All right. Well, one, so one, one Thank of them. You. There you go. Thank, Thank you. you.
3: So now Hi. we have we have
0: two cons. We have Big Apple cons, cool. Sunday passes, or the Long Expo. Which one do you want to do next? Um, why don't we do Big Apple first, I guess. Big Apple Sunday. Tickets. Two tickets to Sunday Big Apple Con. Winner is five four four six seven three. Five four four six seven three. three, three. Yay, there Boy. you go. We will take down your name. <laughs> and finally, for the Long Island Comic Expo, which is on April 26th, the winner is. Drum roll, come on, here go. Uh, five four four six seven four. Five four four six seven four.
1: Yes. <laughs> All right. Wow. All right. Woo. Nice. And we'll
0: get your name also. All right. So we have about four minutes left. So we're gonna do final thoughts. All right. All right. So Jennifer, final thoughts, since you are furthest to the right. Jennifer, what is your final thoughts? Final
2: thought? thoughts. Um. Well, I just had a question. Who your muses are? My final thought is a question. Who's your muse? Muses. Um.
1: I mean, like, I really just i am inspired by a lot of uh, different artists. Lately, um, some of my favorite artists have been, uh, there's one artist for, uh, he's doing Marvel right now. He's also done um, this one uh, series for Image, uh, the Luther Strode series. His name is Trad Moore. Uh, he's one of my favorite artists that I really like. Also, um, I'm a big J. Scott Campbell fan, and that's yes, another one that uh, I've been, like, really inspired by. So, like, look, looking at stuff like that, really kind of, like, gets me excited to start to do pages and start to do some work.
2: Right. Yeah. So we can look forward to seeing side-by-side side horse girl.
1: <laughs> yeah, I <or> know, <laughs> right?
2: Steal.
3: Yeah.
0: James, Jake, J. Scott is going to start suing you now.
1: Yeah, right, no, right? I know, right? <laughs> I just, like, uh, sealed my
0: fate right there. So, uh, James, final thought?
1: Uh, final thought, thank you so much for having me. I really uh, enjoyed being here. I know... Uh, it's definitely it's been a long time coming. I remember seeing yeah, we've known each other for a long and time. Like and
0: our um, senior correspondent Charles Saladino was like, "You got to come." Yes, and he I couldn't know. Couldn't make it today, so yeah. he feel bad. But he's like, I, I, "I like that guy." Yeah,
1: yeah, so, I know, I know. Yeah. So yeah, I just want to say thank yeah. you both of you for <laughs> having me here. I had a really great time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So, my final thought is this, James. Thank you for being a guest. Uh, much continued success. Like you said, we've known each other for. A couple of years now. Yeah, I feel like it's time, definitely it's been about like about time. you showed up on the show. I know. Like, I, I, I also down. like
1: you always take like such great photos at the convention there. I think I even have one on like my website. Wow, you know?
0: I, I appreciate yeah. that. Um, so our next live show is going to be on uh, April fifteenth, which will be our thirty-first live show, and we'll have none other than MCon Anime Fest. Event organizer Kelly Gordon from the East Meadow Public Library as our guest. yeah uh, We're gonna be giving away a, a prize packet. Uh I know we're gonna be giving away some more tickets to some shows. Uh probably we're gonna give away some more uh, Long Island Comic Expo tickets. So I wanna give a thank you to Long Island Comic Expo for the tickets. I want to give a thank you to the Big Apple for the tickets. I want to thank you a special shout out to Brian Kong for taking me to C2E2 to get the swag bag. Um, I believe that's everything. So yeah. that about does it for this week on the Came From The Radio. Join us yeah. One, yeah. Two, and every week on this radio station. If you miss any part of this show, go to our website, www.itcamefromtheradio.com. Listen to the archives up in a week or so. Or check us out at such places as... Overcast, Pocket iHeartRadio, Google Play, iTunes, Breaker or Breaker, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Spotify, Podbean, Player FM, Soundcast, Acast, CastBox, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podmus, okay. Luminary, Blueberry, MixCal oh, wow. Apple Podcasts, Deezer, Podcast Addict, Castro, Pandora, Podchaser, you can ask Alexa, you can ask Siri, or just go to our website, and oh, it has the shows there, or you can just Google, it came from the radio. Thank you so much for the East Molotov Library and the live studio audience. Yeah! Woo!